Number two, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. The moon traverses the constellations of the zodiac in a single night. So why do you deny the mirage, ascension? That wondrous, unique pearl, the prophet, is like a hundred moons. For when he made one gesture, the moon was split in two. And the marvel that he displayed in splitting the moon was in keeping with the weakness of the creature's perception. The work and business of the prophets and messengers is beyond the spheres and the stars. Transcend the spheres and their revolution. Then you will see that work and business. Rumi Masnavi The secret was transmitted and flowed from the messenger of God to the first rightly guided caliph, Imam of Imams, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. Through him the religion was supported and the truth protected. God mentions and praises him in his holy Quran in many verses. As for him who gives and keeps his duty, we facilitate for him the way to ease. Quran, chapter 92, verses 5 through 7. And, away from the fire, shall be kept the most faithful, who gives his wealth, thereby purifying himself, and seeks to gain no pleasure or reward other than the presence of his Lord, the Most High. Quran, chapter 92, verses 17 through 21. Ibn al-Jawzi states that all Muslim scholars and the companions were certain that these verses referred to Abu Bakr. Among all the people he was called al-Atik, the most pious, delivered from the punishments of the fire. When Quran chapter 33 verse 56 was revealed, namely, God and his angels blessed the holy prophet, Abu Bakr asked if he was also included in this blessing. Quran chapter 33 verse 43 was then revealed, stating, He it is who sends his blessings on you, and so do his angels that he may bring you forth out of darkness into light, and he is merciful to the believers. Ibn Abi Hatim explained that a verse came in reference to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, And for him who fears to stand before his Lord, there are two gardens. Quran chapter 55 verse 46 Referring to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, God said, We have enjoined on the human being kindness to his parents. In pain did his mother bear him, and in pain did she give him birth. The carrying of the child to his weaning is thirty months. At length, when he reaches the age of full strength and attains forty years, he says, O my Lord, Grant me that I may be grateful for thy favor which thou hast bestowed upon me and upon both my parents. 
and that I may work righteousness such as thou mayest approve, and be gracious to me in my issue. Truly I have turned to thee, and truly do I bow to thee in submission. Such are they from whom we shall accept the best of their deeds, and pass by their ill deeds. They shall be among the companions of the garden, a promise of truth, which was made to them in this life. Quran, chapter 46, verses 15 and 16. Ibn Abbas says that these verses came as a description of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, God honoring and elevating his state among all the companions of the Prophet. Ibn Abbas notes further that Quran chapter 3 verse 159 was revealed in reference to Abu Bakr and Omar and take counsel with them on important matters. Finally, the great honor accorded to Abu Bakr in accompanying the Holy Prophet on his flight from Mecca to Medina is referred to in the verse, When the unbelievers drove him out, he had no more than one companion. The two were in the cave, and he said to his companion, Fear not, for God is with us. Quran, chapter 9, verse 40. In addition to the praise of God, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq received the praise of the Holy Prophet and of his companions. This is recorded in many well-known traditions. God will show his glory to the people in a general way, but he will show it to Abu Bakr in a special way. Never has the sun risen or set on a person other than a prophet greater than Abu Bakr. Never was anything revealed to me that I did not pour into the heart of Abu Bakr. There is no one to whom I am obligated and have not repaid my debt except Abu Bakr for I owe him much for which God will compensate him on the day of judgment. If I were to take an intimate friend other than my Lord, I would have chosen Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr does not precede you because of much prayer or fasting, but because of a secret that is in his heart. Bukhari narrates from Ibn Umar that in the time of the Prophet we did not recognize anyone higher than Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, then Umar, then Uthman. Bukhari also narrates from Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiya, Ali's son, I asked my father, who is the best person after God's apostle? He said, Abu Bakr. I asked, Who then? He said, Then Omar. I was afraid he would say Othman next, so I said, Then you? He replied, I am only an ordinary person. Tabarani narrated through Maz 
that the Prophet said, I had a vision that I was put on one side of the scale and my community was put on the other side, and I was heavier. Then Abu Bakr was put on one side and my community was put on one side and Abu Bakr was heavier. Then Omar was put on one side and my community was put on the other and Omar was heavier. Then Uthman was put on one side and my community on the other and Uthman was heavier. Then the scale was raised up. Hakim narrated that Ali was asked, O commander of the faithful, tell us about Abu Bakr. He said, He is a person whom God called As-Siddiq from the tongue of the Prophet, and he is the Caliph of the Prophet. We accept him for our religion and for this world. There are many other traditions indicating the great attainment of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq with respect to all the other companions. Abu Bakr was the best friend and most beloved companion of the Holy Prophet. He was blessed by being first and foremost throughout his life in his belief, his support and his love of the Holy Prophet. For this quality, he was honored with the title a siddiq the truthful one he was the first free adult man to accept islam at the hands of the prophet he had never joined in the worship of idols practiced by his contemporaries he came to islam without any trace of doubt or hesitation Many years later, the Holy Prophet recalled, Whenever I offered Islam to anyone, he always showed some reluctance and hesitation and tried to enter into an argument. Abu Bakr was the only person who accepted Islam without any doubt or hesitation and without any argument. He was first in his spiritual support. He remained steadfast in his support throughout the difficult years in Mecca. He was the first to speak out when events passed beyond the understanding even of the new Muslims themselves, as in the case of the night journey. Later in Medina, when the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was signed, only Abu Bakr remained absolutely faithful. He counseled his companions... Do not be critical, but hold fast to the stirrup of the Holy Prophet. He was first in his material support. While others of the Muslims gave large fortunes in support of their faith, Abu Bakr was the first to give everything he had. When asked what he had left for his children, he answered, God and his Prophet. On hearing this, Omar said, None can surpass Abu Bakr in serving the cause of Islam. He was first in kindness to and compassion for his fellow believers. A very wealthy merchant, he always watched out for the poor and the weak. He freed seven slaves before leaving Mecca, among them Bilal. He not only spent large amounts to buy their freedom, 
but he then took them into his own household and educated them. When he assumed the role of caliph, he said, Help me if I am in the right. Set me right if I am in the wrong. The weak among you shall be strong with me until, God willing, his rights have been vindicated. The strong among you shall be weak with me until, if God wills, I have taken what is due from him. Obey me as long as I obey God and his prophet. When I disobey him and his prophet, obey me not. In early Islam, interpretation of dreams was considered a spiritual exercise. Only those with pure hearts and spiritual vision could have meaningful dreams, and only those with pure hearts and spiritual vision could interpret them. Abu Bakr was an acknowledged interpreter of dreams. The Prophet himself would consult only him in search for clarity of his prophetic dreams. Before the Battle of Ahud, the Holy Prophet saw in a dream that he was herding animals. Some of them were being slaughtered. The sword that he held had a piece broken off. Abu Bakr interpreted the slaughtered animals to prophesize the death of many Muslims and the broken sword to signify the death of one of the Prophet's relatives. Unfortunately, both of these predictions were realized at the Battle of Ahud. Abu Bakr was also a poet before he became Muslim. He was known for his exceptional recitation and his excellent memory of the long poems in which the Arabs took great pride. These qualities served him well in Islam. His recitation of the Quran was so lyrical and charged with emotion that many people came to Islam simply after hearing him pray. The Quraysh tried to forbid his praying in the courtyard of his house in order to prevent the people from hearing him. It is due to his memory that many of the most important traditions come to us today. Among them are those indicating the proper form of prayer and those specifying the proper proportions of the poor due. Yet out of the many thousands of traditions verified and recording, only 142 come through Abu Bakr. His daughter, Aisha, related that her father kept a book of over 500 traditions, but that one day he destroyed it. The knowledge that Abu Bakr chose to keep hidden related to the heavenly knowledge, the source of all saintly knowledge, a knowledge that can only be transmitted from heart to heart. Although a quiet and gentle man, he was also the first on the battlefield. He supported the Holy Prophet in all of his campaigns, both with his sword and with his counsel. When others failed or ran, he remained at the side of his beloved Prophet. It is stated that once Ali asked his companions who they considered to be the bravest. 
they replied that Ali was the bravest. But he answered, No, Abu Bakr is the bravest. On the day of the Battle of Badr, when there was no one to stand guard when the Holy Prophet prayed, Abu Bakr stood with his sword, and he did not allow the enemy to come near. He was, of course, the first to follow the Holy Prophet as Caliph and leader of the faithful. He instituted the public treasury to take care of the poor and needy. He was the first to compile the entire Qur'an and called it Mus'haf. In regard to spiritual transmission, he was the first person to give instruction in the method of reciting the sacred words La ilaha illallah for purifying the heart by zikr. Bukhari relates from Mabad ibn Hilal al-Anzi the famous tradition of intercession through La ilaha illallah. We, i.e. some people from Basra, gathered and went to Anas ibn Malik. We went in the company with Thabit al-Bunani so that he might ask him about the tradition of intercession on our behalf. Behold, Anas was in his house, and our arrival coincided with his noon prayer. We asked permission to enter, and he admitted us while he was sitting on his bed. We said to Thabit, Do not ask him about anything else first but the tradition of intercession. He said, O Abu Hamza, there are your brethren from Basra coming to ask you about the tradition of intercession. Anas then said, Muhammad talked to us, saying, On the day of resurrection, the people will surge with each other like waves. Then they will come to Adam and say, Please intercede for us with your Lord. He will say, I am not fit for that but you had better go to Abraham as he is the intimate friend of the beneficent. They will go to Abraham and he will say, I am not fit for that, but you had better go to Moses as he is the one to whom God spoke directly. So they will go to Moses and he will say, I am not fit for that, but you had better go to Jesus as he is the Spirit of God and his word. They will go to Jesus, and he will say, I am not fit for that, but you had better go to Muhammad. They will come to me, and I will say, I am fit for that. Then I will ask for my Lord's permission, and it will be given. He will inspire me to praise him with such praise as I do not know now. I will praise him with those praises and will fall down prostrate before him. Then it will be said, O Muhammad, raise your head and speak, for you will be heard. Ask, for you will be granted your request. Intercede, for your intercession will be accepted. I will say, O Lord, my community, my community. Then it will be said, Go and take out of the fire all those who have faith in their hearts equal to the weight of a barley grain. 
I will go and do so and return to praise him with the same praises and fall down prostrate before him. Then it will be said, O Muhammad, raise your head and speak, for you will be heard, and ask, for you will be granted your request, and intercede, for your intercession will be accepted. I will say, O Lord, my community, my community, and then it will be said, Go and take out all those in whose hearts there is faith even to the lightest, lightest mustard seed. When we left Danas, I said to some of my companions, Let us pass by Hassan, who is hiding himself in the house of Abu Khalifa, and request him to tell us what Anas ibn Malik has told us. We went to him and greeted him. He admitted us. We said to him, O Abu Said, we came to you from your brother Anas ibn Malik. He related to us a tradition about the intercession, the like of which I have never heard. He said, What is that? Then we told him of the tradition, and he said, He stopped at this point? He said, What then? We said, He did not add anything to that. He said, Anas related the tradition to me twenty years ago when he was a young fellow. I do not know whether he forgot or if he did not want to let you depend on what he might have said. We said, Oh, Abu Said, narrate it to us. He smiled and said, The human being was created hasty. I mentioned it precisely because I wanted to narrate it to you. Anas told me the same as he told you, and then he added, I will then return for a fourth time and praise him similarly and prostrate before him. It will be said, O Muhammad, raise your head and speak, for you will be heard. Ask, for you will be granted your request. Intercede, for your intercession will be accepted. I will say, O Lord, Allow me to intercede for whoever said La ilaha illallah. Then Allah will say, By my power and majesty, greatness and magnificence, I will take out of hell whoever said La ilaha illallah. Although God honored Abu Bakr by making him first in innumerable ways, God granted him even more honor when he chose him to be second. For Abu Bakr was the only companion of the Prophet on his flight from persecution in Mecca to shelter in Medina. Probably his dearest title was the second of the two when they were in the cave. Quran, chapter 9, verse 40, already quoted. Omar said, I wish all the deeds of my life were equal to his deed of that one day. Ibn Abbas said that one day the Prophet was sick. He went to the mosque, wrapped his head with a cloth, sat on the minbar and said, If I were to take anyone as my intimate friend, I would take Abu Bakr, but the best friend to me is the friendship of Islam. Then 
he ordered all the doors of the neighboring houses which opened into the mosque of the Prophet to be closed, except the one of Abu Bakr. And that door is still open to this day. The four imams and the sheikhs of the Naqshbandi order understand from this tradition that anyone who approaches God through the teachings and example of Abu Bakr will find himself passing through the only door left open to the presence of the Prophet. From his sayings No speech is good if it is not directed towards the pleasure of God. There is no good in a person if his ignorance overcomes his patience. And if a person becomes attracted by the charms of this lower world, God will dislike him as long as he keeps this in his heart. We have found generosity in piety, God-consciousness, richness in certainty, and honor in humbleness. Beware of pride, because you will be returning to the earth, and your body will be eaten up by the worms. When he was praised by people, he would pray to God, saying, O God, you know me better than I know myself. I know myself better than these people who praise me. Make me better than what they think of me. Forgive those sins of mine of which they have no knowledge. Do not hold me responsible for what they say. If you expect the blessings of God, be kind to his people. One day he called Omar and counseled him until Omar cried. Abu Bakr told him, If you keep my counsel, you will be safe. My counsel is, Expect death always and live accordingly. Glory be to God, who has not given his creatures any way to attain knowledge of him, except by means of their helplessness and their hopelessness of ever reaching such attainment. Abu Bakr returned to God on a Monday, as did the Prophet himself, between the evening and night prayers of the 22nd of Jumad al-Akhir, 13, Hijri year, 634 current era. May God bless him and give him peace. The Holy Prophet once said to him, Abu Bakr, you will be the first of my people to enter paradise. The Prophet's secret passed from Abu Bakr to his successor, Salman al-Farsi.